If only you and I could see and know things as God knows them to be. That is the journey of our life as we try to find our way through this life. So often, we as human beings do not think as God thinks, and we even hear in Scripture that beautiful call for us to think as God thinks. You see, as human beings, we often can look at ourselves and say, great things can't happen through me, because we look at ourselves, our own human limitations. And if you're anything like me, I've done a lot of that all of my life. And that's why there would often be feelings of inadequacy, like, I can't do what you're asking me to do, God. Imagine what it was like for Amos, as we heard in our first reading. He was out working the herds. He was a shepherd. And he tended to sycamore trees. Like many of the beautiful professions of women and men in our wonderful state and our wonderful diocese, one of the things I love here at the Cathedral of St. Joseph is we have these beautiful images of the various types of work, manual labor, if you will, of both women and men. And it speaks so much about who we are, our heritage, and how many of you or your ancestors were very similar, working the farms, working in the area of agriculture of some sort, ranching, whatever it might be, farming. As a little farm boy, I often ran from what I sensed God was asking me to do because I kept looking at myself and I would see many weaknesses and limitations. But what I discovered later and as I continue to discover in life, it's because I was looking at the limits of myself and not the power of God. You see, when our hearts are completely open to God, we're able to receive supernatural powers, supernatural gifts and virtues that actually enable us to rise above the limits of our humanity, even in the midst of great difficulties and great trials. We can use, for example, what happens at our baptism. When God first gives us the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he gives us sanctifying grace. It's his own life within us. And he gives us those beautiful, what are called theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. Those are pure gifts. And the challenge we have as human beings is to learn to understand those gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural virtues, to actually be humble and vulnerable enough to say, God, I choose to believe. And then watch what happens. It's when we respond to that grace that God gives us in our vocations, whether we're students in school, whether we're single, married, consecrated men and women, clergy, God gives us grace for our vocation. And we all have everything we need if We learn how to walk in the ways of God, how to allow the Word of God to move from our mind that we might hear into our heart, to allow it to penetrate our understanding. That's where we can receive the supernatural gift of understanding.
to be able to look at the things of the world in relationship to heaven and to know that we are in the sojourn on the way to things that are going to make us eternally happy. Amos is basically a farmer, a shepherder, intended to sycamore trees. And yet God calls him and sends him out as a prophet. And we see so often in Scripture where God takes the little and the lowly, even in the beautiful apparitions of our Blessed Mother Mary. It's often to little children, the innocent people, the common workers like Juan Diego, when Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared to him. Many of us would say, well, who am I? Mary, who am I? Elizabeth, who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? It's all gift. But the struggle of humanity is often to look at ourselves and to become discouraged, saddened, frustrated with ourselves, others, the world. What we thought the world was going to be like when we, quote, grow up. Oh, how different it was than what I dreamed of when I was a kid. The world is very different. But when things get difficult, that's when virtue is strengthened and we often see God's extraordinary powers beginning to happen in more profound ways. In many ways in our country and in the past many, many years, as my mother would say, some ways it's been too easy. We find it difficult, but we have many comforts of life. And yet the growing complexity of challenges in the world, of tensions and division and anger, all the things that are not of God. We must remember that we have been chosen by God, we have been empowered by God, we have everything we need. But to not be caught into the storms of the world, but to allow God's grace to lift us above them and to be radiant lights in the world of joy and peace and all good things. We heard in our second reading today from St. Paul to the Ephesians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings in the heavens, and he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. My brothers and sisters, you might think that the bishop is very holy. Perhaps he is to a certain degree, only God knows in his fullness. I strive to be holy, but I was a farm boy, tended to the animals and the crops, and God called me. And what I've discovered in my journey of life, and many of you may be able to experience it, is it's not based on the role that we have, per se. But it's how we respond to the grace of God in our lives. As a mom, an aunt, a grandmother. As a spouse, a husband, a dad, a grandfather, godfather. As a student. As a worker. Maybe like these beautiful witness, hard-working laborers that we still have in our state and throughout various parts of the world, do we understand that holiness is not based on position alone, 
someone with great power politically, someone with a lot of money, that's not what makes one holy. What makes one holy is when the grace of God is flourishing in the soul and we are vibrantly alive. We are filled with the goodness of God and we allow ourselves to heal from the wounds of the past, the great offenses that we at times experience. And I dare say, some of the holiest people I've met in my life have not been clergy, even bishops, maybe deacons. I often see it in the humble, hidden lives of the ordinary person living their life in great love. Because me the measurement of greatness in heaven is based on divine charity. Divine love is given to each of us if we're open to it, if we receive it deeply and allow it to be what governs our lives. The devil wants you to believe that you cannot be holy. In our own humanity, as we look at all our weaknesses and all the things we wished we were, that we aren't. We're looking at the wrong thing. It's actually in our weakness and our littleness that the greatness of God has the greatest power. That's why God chose the Juan Diegos, the young girls, young children to appear to places like Fatima, to you and to me. Not only are you called to be saints, like I'm called to be a saint, St. Paul reminds us we have every spiritual blessing in the heaven. You, me, the greatest sinner among us, we're all sinners. We have the potential to be great by being little so that in our humility, our lowliness, and our dependence upon God, the radiance and the power of God shines. That's why I'm here today. I always was, and as someone said to me, you'll always be a farm boy. Yeah. And I like being a farm boy. I like being a farm boy bishop because that's God's will and plan for me. And the greatness of God, in whatever way that is, in and through me, is not because of me. It's because of all grace. I will only be as holy as I allow myself to be made holy. To the degree that I allow God's love to flow in my heart and lose the focus of myself, I become happier, more joyful, more dynamic, more vibrant, more fully human flourishing. Because of grace and cooperation. May you never doubt what God can do in you. And may you and I not look at ourselves that I had for so many, many years. 
but rather look at our great God and knows that he chooses the lowly and the little of the world to confound the prideful, those who think they have great power and authority, and in certain ways do, but not with the things that relate to heaven. And the power of God, the love of God, is always greater. And we will have everything we need as we strive to flourish as human beings by receiving love, knowing our identity as beloved, adopted daughters in God with a perfect plan for our life. Regardless of what we think of ourselves, regardless of our sins, once we've confessed, we surrender them to God. Relish the gift of being called, empowered, with every spiritual gift that's needed. And let's unite together, allowing the grace of God to raise us beyond the brokenness of our world, our church, ourselves, others. Our eyes are set to the eternal. God will get us there.